broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans player. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South. Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club. Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday Night Edition here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM at NashFM1061.com. Tuning app available via iHeart anywhere in the world. Alexa's got you covered at home if you can't pick up radio. You can email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu and click on podcast to access the show. You can always call in at 504-260-1061. Later in the show, we'll visit with Locked on SEC host Chris Gordy to talk about the Southeastern Conference. And, of course, uh, in just a moment or two, we'll visit with Scott Shanley, outstanding former New Orleans Saint. Just a, a note to start off with, the ruling came down a very short time ago. In a courtroom, a judge has granted a temporary injunction on behalf of the nine Louisiana schools suing the LHSAA. The LHSAA thus is barred at least temporarily from using current select schools definition. The schools should have been allowed to vote more. That's what the ruling stated. And they did not vote on this. This was imposed by the LHSAA. So the story has more to come, but the schools right now, the plan that was in place this past year with the new definition of select and more schools on the select side that is temporarily stopped whether that means permanent remains to be seen all i can tell you is the confusion will continue to reign for people who just don't understand what's going on with louisiana high school sports because of the confusion changing things last year not knowing the playoff system even during the season last year reducing the number of classes from nine to eight now, based on this, it looks like you might go back to nine. Now, based on this, you may have select schools that have terrible 12, 11, 13-team brackets again. So stay tuned. The mess that is Louisiana athletics in terms of high school sports continues, and it's very unfortunate for the young people that participate as well as for the schools themselves. And look, again, I'm against the split completely, always have been. Would love to see everyone competing with each other as it was previously and showing people you can work together. But that's me, and obviously other people feel differently. We'll keep you posted on that story. Of course, the New Orleans Saints had to overcome all kinds of crazy 
scenarios surrounding the atmosphere, surrounding weather. We got earthquakes. We got hurricanes, tropical storms, whatever. Uh, no problem. They went out and played a game and won the game. Now, whether they should have played is not the story in itself, but they did play, and they won 22-17 over the Chargers, and they have the Texans this coming Sunday evening. No workouts between the two teams, as was scheduled this week. Both sides mutually agreed not to do that on Thursday and Friday. You can speculate all you want about injuries or about heat or whatever the case may be. Joining us to talk about the Saints now, Super Bowl champion, former outstanding starting linebacker for the Saints, did a great job here and does an excellent job as an analyst. He has done so for Cox for several years now. A pleasure to visit with Scott Shanley. Scott, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Listen, I appreciate you joining us. And, you know, first and foremost, I mean, I get it why they wanted to play the game, but I, I didn't get why they played it and why they played it when they did, considering Major League Baseball, soccer, everybody else made adjustments and moved things. That was pretty unusual. They couldn't move the game to Saturday because the Rams were playing. But maybe earlier in the day, I don't know. But at least they got the game in. Everybody was safe, right? Yeah, I think that's the most important part. But I agree. I think I think they took a, a preseason game a little too serious. I don't think the fans nor the players probably would have minded or they certainly would have understood that what the circumstances dictating canceling that game they ended up playing it though but we've seen in the past whether it was through COVID and all the other things the NFL kind of they do what they want to do and and you either adjust or you don't and they they said they were going to play the game so that's what happened yeah they're the only league that as I mentioned didn't make adjustments but there you have it and especially for a preseason game but we move on from that as far as the Saints are concerned hey positives are clear you know there were some good individual performances uh, to me, the biggest thing that sticks out is they forced five turnovers in two games. They couldn't force any last year. The negative, obviously, the 23 penalties, 220 yards in two games. So those are two easy things to point to, aren't they? I think so. I think certainly you get excited about the takeaways defensively because, you know, just we all know, I mean, speaking from experience of the 2009 season, the year we won the Super Bowl, we led the league in takeaways. And you don't have to be at a top three defense and total yardage, if you're taking the football away, that's more important. So defensively, if you're flying around, making things happen, I think I think takeaways are part of different combinations of, of having good talent on your defense, but more importantly, that talent all knowing their roles, their jobs, being where they're supposed to be, and that's how you usually disrupt the football. So that's a good sign defensively that those guys – are are in position to make plays like that, and, and when they have an, uh, an opportunity to do it, they're doing it. But I agree. I think the penalty part of it is a little bit concerning because we saw a little bit of that last year early in the season, and you know the team was kind of back and forth, ping-ponging between trying to figure it out and then not figuring it out and looking good and looking bad. And a lot of the things that revolved around not being able to figure it out revolved around penalties and being in negative yardage situations. You know, every offense coordinator would rather be in third and four than be in third and 12. So those things matter. Penalty yardage certainly is a big thing because it keeps you from converting third downs. And on the flip side of it, it usually keeps the other offense on the field longer. And obviously, you know that when that happens, you have an opportunity to score more points or you give up more points. So they got to get the penalties cleaned up. It's just part of the game. You get too many penalty yards, it's too hard to win games in this league. Scott Shanley with us. So let's talk about a position you know very well, linebacker spot, whether it's the Mike or strong weak side, whatever the case may be. We know that Demario Davis and Pete Warner will be there. Jalen Smith comes on board, a proven player, figures to be there. Zach Bond has showed pretty well 
in two games thus far. Then you've got guys like Nephi Sewell. You've got DeMarco Jackson, uh, people of that nature competing for spots. Just talk about that group and what you've seen and, and what you like about it. Well, I like the the experience at the group is certainly is certainly a plus. The playmaking ability at that group is certainly a plus because I've said this to people really the last couple of years. This league has no longer become a a four linebacker league or a three linebacker league. Whether you run a three four or a four three defense, it's really become a two linebacker league, and that's because it's really you know a safety or a corner. It's really become a nickel league where you're replacing that third linebacker with a DB type body. You know, everybody remembers Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, kind of the role he played, and, and he took over for the strong side linebacker a lot of times. So, you know, I say that because in this league, if you have two outstanding linebackers who can play all three downs, and those guys, when you talk about a three-down linebacker, that guy can blitz, that guy can play in space, that guy can cover running backs and cover tight ends. And a lot of teams don't have one of those guys, to be honest. And the Saints have two of them. DeMario Davis can do it still as good as anybody. Pete Warner showed flashes of it early in the year last year. I thought he was probably the defensive MVP through the first five, six games. And he just needs to stay healthy because he certainly has that ability. So those two guys paired together in what has become a two-linebacker league is as good as there is in the, in the NFL. And then you throw on top of that when teams go to running formations and if Jalen Smith is on the roster – or Zach Bond, I think you got two heavy-handed guys who can play over a tight end and, and set the edge of the line of scrimmage. And certainly Sewell and Jackson, I think those guys are going to have an opportunity with uh, another preseason game and, and still some practice left to show that they can position themselves on the depth chart. But even if they don't get in a, in a position to get in a defensive package, they're going to be outstanding special teams players, and you need that out of your backup linebackers. Yeah, I think that's critical. Uh, defensive front, uh, looking at the defensive line, there looks to be a multitude of defensive ends. You know, we saw Lalo's played really well last night. People never heard of him, but he's a second-year guy that now has played himself into consideration for at least a practice squad spot. And then, of course, Passignon's a veteran. Uh, you know, you have Granderson who played well last year. You still have Cam Jordan, obviously. Uh, you've got a guy in Peyton Turner that showed well yesterday, and hopefully that continues uh, because they need him to be that type of guy moving forward. So there's depth at defensive ends. Isaiah Foskey hasn't been what they hoped thus far, but it's early. Bottom line is that's a good spot. Defensive tackle may be a little bit of a different animal at this point. No, there's no question. I think that's why they drafted Breezy where they did in the draft. He's an outstanding player, but they need to sure up that position because when you look at what the Saints lost last year, it was, you know, Davenport's gone. You lost Anya Mata, who was a great run stuffer inside and, and really strong at the point of attack. He went to Atlanta, Shy Tuttle. So you had guys that played a lot of football and did a good job. So the lack of depth on the defensive line became a concern. Well, I think they drafted really well. They added some depth with young guys. And then you mentioned him, Peyton Turner. was a uh, He's a first-round pick, and they're expecting big things out of him. He has to stay healthy. And Your best ability in the NFL is availability. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're not on the field week in, week out, and that was the big gripe with Marcus Davenport. When he was healthy, he showed flashes. He showed signs. And that was the frustrating part for a lot of NFL or a lot of Saints fans is watching him and him not being available every, every NFL Sunday. So I think if Peyton can stay healthy – he can become that guy opposite Cam Jordan where lines can't put all their attention on Cam and keep a tight end and chip Cam. If you can get a guy opposite Cam Jordan who can, who can put some pressure on offense, now you have something cooking on the defensive line. And, and so I think, I think a lot of 
the success of the defensive line is always going to be about Cam Jordan. But it's going to be, can Peyton Turner step up and be that first-round pick that they drafted him to be? And then the young guys they drafted on the interior, can they hold up every Sunday for 17 weeks? Secondary. Talk about what you like about the secondary. Corners, they seem to have you know, four that can really play in the league. Safety, you've got two starters. You wonder about depth there. But what do you see about the secondary? Yeah, I love the secondary. I think there's a lot of teams, a lot of coaches around the league that would wake up extremely happy if they if they were able to coach the Saints secondary. So that's a great sign. Marshawn Lattimore, we've heard him talking throughout camp and how his goal is to be the best corner in the league. And again, he, he had a little he had an injury riddled season last year. But when he's healthy and playing at the top of his game, I think he's in that conversation for best corner in the league. So hopefully he can stay healthy. And if you have one of those guys now you can turn your attention to the other corner and give him a little bit more help, and you can start to do different things defensively if you have a lockdown guy, and they certainly have that in Lattimore. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think you have three or four corners. You can't have enough corners in today's NFL. And with all the different packages, Dennis Allen likes to run defensively with all the DBs. You need all those corners. So I think they're, they're set really good at corners as far as depth and talent and guys who have made a lot of plays. Paulson Debo's made a lot of plays, stepped up big. In the safety position, there's plenty of experience there with Tyran and, and Marcus May. And, you know, I think a lot of fans are expecting uh, more consistency as far as making plays from the safety position this year than there was probably last year. Making big plays, I should say. You know, takeaways, turnovers, big, big jarring hits and some interceptions across the middle. And that's how you really set a tone for your defense at the safety position. Of course, the biggest addition was Derek Carr. Didn't play in the game last night. Played well in game one. He's said all the right things. He's extremely well-respected. He's been very highly thought of by pretty much everyone. Teammates really like him. The leadership qualities are there. The ability's there. Now he just has to put it on the field. That, that's exactly right. I think when you looked at the missing piece of the puzzle for the Saints team, you know, you, put, you write the Saints positions down on paper, and you look at the amount of talent they have at every position. And last year, it just there were tons of injuries that just took away the season. But again, there was inconsistency at quarterback. So a lot of people thought, if you can go out and fix that position in the offseason, and a lot of people think they did. I think Derek Carr is a good fit into Pete Carmichael's offense. And you look at Derek Carr, his career in, in, in a Raider uniform, there was so much inconsistency in that organization. Different head coaches, different offenses every other year. But some of his best years were with John Gruden in the West Coast offense, and, and a lot of those same principles are going to be what Pete Carmichael calls on Sunday in the New Orleans offense. So I think it's a great fit. I think immediately when Derek Carr was signed, I think it, it shot a, a little bit of adrenaline into the locker room. Everybody thought, we have a guy now under center who has done it at a high level for a long time and is a well-respected guy around the league. And I think that makes everybody push themselves a little harder in the offseason because when you have a guy at quarterback, it kind of interjects hope into your locker room, and I, I definitely think he's brought that. As far as the rest of the offense is concerned, key additions, Jamal Williams, Kendry Miller, we got a look at him last night. A solid piece there. Foster Morrow's a proven player in the league, another addition on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, you know the offensive line. Trevor Penning is being counted on heavily, and I really believe he might be the key to it all because left tackle is so important to have a player that can perform on an optimum level. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think just like I talked about Peyton Turner, there's there's pressure on him to stay healthy and perform this year because you spent a first-round pick on him. There's a lot of pressure on Trevor to do the same because 
Um, you know, you talk about a guy like Taron Armstead who played a lot of really good football for the Saints. The Saints weren't, they couldn't pay him that type of money. He went to Miami. But the Saints felt really good about their drafting Penning and being a cornerstone tackle. And then he had foot injuries in year one. So you always like to see guys, you never like to see young guys get hurt in year one because it takes away some of their progress and maturity and experience. But hopefully he can stay healthy because he certainly has that ability. And just talking to Zach Streep, who was an assistant O-line coach last year with the Saints, and now he's the Broncos O-line coach, he, he really felt like the ceiling was super high for Trevor. He, he thought there were things that, you know, playing at a smaller school that he could work on, but he said there were things that you couldn't coach with a lot of other guys. He has a tremendous size. He's, he's so physical. He's one of the better run blockers in the league. He needs to work on some things with, with as far as pass blocking goes, but he just felt like his ceiling was super high. So hopefully Trevor can stay on the field and get that experience, and, and we can all see that ceiling. I guess health is uh, the other major issue. This team has had no luck in that regard the last two years, and offensive line has been – Exhibit A, and Andrew Speed is down again. You know, Ramchek, you know, played most of the year last year, fortunately, after having a rough year the previous year. You know, Cesar Ruiz got hurt last year. And they just had a hard time keeping guys on the field. I think if they're healthy enough, they're, they can be pretty good up front on offense. There's no question. I, I'll go a step further. I think when this unit is healthy and they're all playing together, I think they're the best offensive line in the group. And they're certainly in the conversation for top three if you don't want to go that far. And you look at the amount of talent with McCoy, and you mentioned the other guys, Ruiz and, and uh, uh, Ramchek. To me, Ryan was was in the conversation for the best tackle in the league a couple years ago. So this unit, if they can stay healthy, they will set the tone for a lot of games. And people always, you know, they ask me, what's the biggest difference from college to the NFL? And you know, there's a lot of differences, but when it comes to personnel, there's nothing like the change from, from college to the NFL with the big guys. The, the talent of the offensive line and the defensive lineman from college to the NFL is just superb. You don't find many big guys walking the earth that can move the way these guys move. And so when you're down to your second or third string lineman, there's a huge drop-off. There just is. Just like most positions there is, but it seems like it's even more magnified at that position because – those guys who are 320, 340 and, you know, have nimble feet, you, you just, it's hard to find those type of guys. And the Saints just had too many, too many guys last year that, that hadn't played a lot of football that were filling in and it just never got going up front. And then Michael Thomas, of course, I don't think any of us knows exactly what he's going to be. I think Dennis Allen nailed it. He doesn't have to be what he was in 2019. If he's 70, 75, 80% of that, that's going to be plenty good enough with. Chris Olave with Shahid, with Jawan Johnson, with Taysom Hill, with Kamara when he's out there. Uh, that's really what you're looking for is just to get Thomas on the field and get him healthy. Yeah, and in this offense, when you look at – and I, I agree with, with Dennis. It's, it's hard as a player to be as injured as Michael was and expect him to get back. You know, that's three years ago, four years ago, those, those numbers he was putting up. Obviously, had a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the ball and Drew – and he was the number one in the offense. He was he was that guy. And I think you can make the argument that this offense now is probably going to be built around Chris Olave when they're scheming things, when they're scheming receivers, who they like to get matched up against a weak DB. It's probably going to be Chris. And that's just that's the nature of the beast. That's that's where that's where youth and talent you know takes teams. And and Chris has earned that right. You know, based on his performance last year and the future he has in this league. And. And that doesn't mean if you say Michael Thomas is the number two, he's he's one of the better number twos in the league. A lot of teams would take him. He's a, he's a huge target. 
we we know he can run the short intermediate routes as good as anybody. He can body people out, box them out. And then you throw Shahid in that group, and now he's the guy that can take the top off the defense. And, and the one thing we've always seen in the Saints offense is they love to spread the ball around. They love to get guys in matchups that they like. And those three guys, you can get a lot of matchups that you like. Last but not least, betters and the betting public and Vegas has the Saints at nine and a half wins, have them winning the division. I've got them at 10 wins. I've got them winning the division. And I, I just think they have the best personnel overall. Your thoughts? I absolutely agree with you. I think that that number is really low. I really do. And I think a lot of it's based on the way the Saints were formed last season. But when you look at the, the talent on paper, and we just talked about it, and nobody knows nobody knows how the injury situation is going to go. But I really believe this team is the best team in the NFC South. They have the best quarterback in the division. And, and a, a step further is the schedule. I think the Saints' schedule is one of the easier ones in the league. When you look at just from a defensive guy, when I look at the teams I'm playing, there aren't a whole lot of quarterbacks. There aren't a lot of Burroughs and Mahomes and guys, Josh Allen's on that list. I think this defense matches up really well against the offenses they're playing, and I certainly think they're going to get 11 wins. I wouldn't be surprised with, with 12 wins if, if this team can stay healthy. I just think they're really talented and should win the division. Well, that would be great for everybody involved, and I know you have a lot of respect for Dennis Allen, and Look, he's a good guy. I think everybody would like to see him succeed because of his personality. But I think this is clearly his team now. Coaching changes, personnel changes. Uh, complete and total respect for Coach Payton, who remains a friend uh, and did an incredible job here. But the further they get away from that, it's better for this franchise right now, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. You know, Dennis came under a lot of pressure last year in year one. The expectations were super high. But... Now I think the the pressure has been put back on Dennis because he's got his guy. He's got his guy at quarterback. Last year, he did not have his, his hand-picked guy at quarterback. It wasn't a guy that he drafted. It wasn't a guy that he vouched for in free agency. This is a guy that he he got when he was in Oakland. Like He, he trusts Derek Carr to take this team to, to win a Super Bowl. There, there's no question in my mind that this team is not talking about winning cha- a championship. Sure, they're talking about winning the division. You always start with the division, hosting a playoff game. But I think this team truly believes, and they should, believe that they can win the NFC. Because the NFC right now, it's wide open. And I think a lot of the pressure has gone on Dennis now because he's got his guy at quarterback. It's one of those things where kind of as a fan you say, okay, we'll give you a year one. You're a rookie coach with the Saints. You didn't have your quarterback. A lot of guys were hurt. Now year two, let's see it. Let's see Let's see the advancement. Because just like Parcells and Peyton always used to tell us as players, year one you're trying to figure it out. Year two, you're, you just have to show improvement. Year three, you have to be where you're supposed to be. So no, no different in the coaching rank. Year two, you have to show that you're making progress. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Shanley. Of course, continue to watch his excellent analysis as well. Scott, listen, we appreciate the time, and keep up the good work. We'll talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time. My pleasure. Scott Shanley, former Saint, outstanding linebacker, Super Bowl champion. We'll take a time out here. 504-260-1061. Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC Podcast, joins us next as we continue with all access for a Monday night here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. 
I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go Go Squeeze. Go Go Squeeze fruit on the go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go Go Squeeze. Not a low calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. And now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like ArchFit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Looking for your next job? Express can help. Express Employment Professionals has put more than 10 million people to work in the last 40 years in all types of industries. With competitive pay and no fee to help you find a job, what are you waiting for? Visit ExpressPros.com today.
This report is sponsored by Vicks Dayquil Severe. When I get a cold, I get all the symptoms. <coughs> so I use Vicks Dayquil Severe. Just one dose starts working fast to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms. Power through with Dayquil Severe, the daytime coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. Things are looking a lot better uh, on the interstates right now. No delays on westbound Earhart Expressway from the Parish Line to Dickery, westbound I-10 downtown to Kenner. No delays in a 10-minute ride right now. Uh, southbound I-310 from I-10 to US-90. 10 minutes and again, no delays. We do have a crash on the secondaries. Elysian Fields at St. Claude going to give us a little bit of a problem. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Thanks to Scott Shanley for spending time with us, and we'll talk about conference realignment business later on in the show, but right now we're going to talk about the SEC specifically. Always a pleasure to visit with Chris Gordy, sports talk host in Houston, and of course, part of the Locked On Network with Locked On the SEC. And Chris, a pleasure. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Ken. We made it. We got football this weekend, albeit it's week zero and not the most exhilarating games, but football nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. All right. So, just briefly on Houston, the Astros get swept by the Mariners, who are playing out of sight right now. I wonder if the Astros are in any danger uh, of not uh, getting in at this point. I don't think so, but. That question. Then, of course, the Texans with a rookie quarterback. Are they going to be any better at all this year? Rockets, bad team. Are they going to be any better at all this year? Where are we right now with Houston sports? Right? Yeah, well, that, that, that beeping you're hearing, that's not your fire alarm needing a battery change. That is the panic button being hit by the Astros right now. Um, yeah, that, this is a big series against the Boston Red Sox, who mm-hmm. are a team that's been, uh, been, you know, kind of was expected to be near the bottom of the AL East this year, and they're playing good baseball as of late, and so uh, they're going to give the Astros everything they can handle. But, yeah, getting swept by the Mariners, uh, not a good spot to be in for the, uh, for the Astros. So they gotta, they got to figure this thing out. You know, I think Dusty Baker, we talked to him before the game yesterday, said, well, we still got a quarter of the season left. And somebody pointed out, no, it's, it's just under a quarter, but Dusty. So um, they got time, but time is running out. And, you know, all this talk they've been chasing the Texas Rangers Still just two and a half behind them for the AL West lead. The Mariners have just been red hot since the All-Star break, and now they're just a half a game behind the Astros. So it went from chasing the Rangers for the lead to, hey, watch what's behind you. Uh, if you get swept this week by the Red Sox, you could you know tumble and fall into the final wildcard spot where you don't want to be. So Astros, some work to do. And uh, you know Alex Bregman, his bat's been a little bit better as of late, the former LSU Tigers, so we'll see what they can do. And on the on the NFL side, um, yeah, kind of uh, interesting. A lot of uh, energy and excitement with D'Amico Ryan's taking over as the new head coach for the Texans and uh, taking C.J. Stroud number two overall, taking Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama number three overall. They got a lot of young, exciting, fun players that uh, given a lot of people hope for the future. But I think we found through two preseason games and a joint practice with the Dolphins, and they have not arrived yet. They, they look to be improved defensively, at least from last year, a little bit, but offense still has a long way to go. C.J. Stroud's only thrown, I think, 16 total preseason passes, and now there's some talk, Ken, about that, you know who's going to start on Sunday night. That 
you know, this approach with only three preseason games instead of four, that there may be a lot of starters not playing in this one. And so if that's the case, man, it's going to be a tough go to see C.J. Stroud go into Baltimore week one, having only played in two preseason games and saying, hey, go win us a football game. So, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I was a little disappointed they canceled the joint practices with the Saints because I was planning to come down to New Orleans this week and uh, mm-hmm. and be a part of that and get some Drago's oysters and things like that. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately they decided they're just too banged up right now. A lot of soft tissue injuries. I was asking somebody today, you know, do they think the weather has anything to do with it? Because it's basically mm-hmm. been 104, 105 every day in Houston, and it's about a, a dozen or so players dealing with hamstring injuries. You just have to think somehow that might be connected. But, Nonetheless, uh, they'll play the Saints on Sunday. I don't know how many familiar names we'll see on either side of the ball, but, uh, yeah, it'll be the final preseason game and then on and up and ready for the season. Indeed. And the Saints, if they stay healthy, are pretty good. So it'll be a fun season to watch from the Saints' perspective and, a, and another uh, painstaking year for the Texans, I would imagine. Uh, where the SEC yeah. is concerned, go ahead, I'm sorry. You have, you want I was to just going to say, the, the, hope, the hope is to be somewhat improved, and, and their division mm-hmm. stinks. I mean, much like the Saints, yeah. you know, the, the Jaguars are the pr- cream of the crop, but the, the, the Colts, you know, they re- hit the reset button with Anthony Richardson as their quarterback, and the Titans seem to be on their last leg with Ryan Tannehill. They still mm-hmm. have Derrick Henry, but, you know, a winnable division, I think, you know, if you get the eight, nine wins, I think you're, you could certainly win this thing, and, uh, the other thing is, Ken, there's no payoff to stake. Your, your first-round pick, you know, you moved up to get uh, Will Anderson and went to Arizona. So there's no incentive mm-hmm. to lose. So, yeah, with the Texans, I said, why not? Go try to win every game you can. Yeah, no question. All right, SEC-wise, from the standpoint of, of the league right now, Georgia, of course, with several All-Americans. We'll talk about the All-American team name uh, earlier today, later on in the show. But certainly the number one team in the SEC until somebody proves otherwise. The question is, who's two? Is it Alabama? Is it LSU? What about Tennessee? How do you see it at this point? Yeah, it's, you know, kind of SEC media days a few weeks ago, a lot of people kind of said, all right, well, it's Georgia in the East, and, you know, Tennessee may be the closest behind them in the East, and then in the West, depending on who your flavor of the week is or flavor of the month, uh, you know, is it Alabama or is it LSU? But kind of most people, the understanding is those are the two best teams in the West. So you kind of develop this, you know, this upper echelon of, okay, that's the top four, and then everybody else kind of falls in this, into this jumbled mess behind them. And, you know, I include Kentucky and South Carolina and Arkansas and Mississippi State and Ole Miss all in this hodgepodge of teams that could very well go anywhere from 10 wins to, you know, 9, 8, 7, 6. And it really is a jumbled mess of, you know, who's going to win those, uh, you know, those head-to-head matchups and, and who can finish where. So, um, I still think that's how it's going to play out. You know, Georgia, obviously, best chance to go undefeated this year. And, um, you know, their schedule this year is a little bit of a joke. We know they had Oklahoma on the schedule, but uh, the SEC asked them to remove the, them from the mm-hmm. schedule since they're coming into the conference next year. So, uh, you know, Georgia's schedule, it, it's, it's very weak, and they don't play Alabama, and they don't play LSU. So it's uh you know it's it sets up for them very well to go undefeated they announced Carson Beck as their quarter, starting quarterback this past week and uh he's a guy that he's not as good as Stetson Bennett yet but he certainly is more talented he has a bigger arm um you know they've raved about him through all through spring and into fall camp and so he's a guy depending on how quickly he settles in and starts hitting those targets all around him surrounded by talent everywhere uh, I think Georgia's going to be, obviously, the, the, the tough team to beat. And so the good news for LSU is if LSU takes care of their business, 
they won't see Georgia until Atlanta in the SEC title game. Uh, Alabama, we are here, Ken, just two weeks out from the season, and Alabama still doesn't know who their starting quarterback is. The latest rumblings are that Jalen Milrow is going to be that guy. He's the guy Mm -hmm. that was the backup last year, ended up starting uh, in place of Bryce Young when he was injured for a game and a half last year. And uh, It was a mixed bag. You know, against Arkansas, we saw his legs, uh, his running ability is fantastic in open space. No one can catch him. But the passing needed to work, needed to be worked on, and we saw that in the spring game. He threw an interception that was ill-advised, uh, but he had some nice throws and some good runs as well. So that's basically what Nick Saban and Tommy Reese, their offense coordinator, have been focused on this offseason is providing uh, you know competition to, to push him, and that's why they brought in Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. Uh, they have Ty Simpson still on the radar, who could be really good as well. So. They're um, you know they're pushing them, but right now it sounds like both guys are going to play. The advantage for Alabama, they open with Middle Tennessee State, so they can play both Milrow and Simpson and say, all right, whoever performs the best may the best man win, and that guy will start against Texas in week two. It's just Texas is a very good team uh, with Quinn Ewers coming back, Steve Sarkeesian and that offense. And oh, by the way, he's coached it at Bryant Denny Stadium before, so he knows what he's walking into. Uh, if they're not settled or locked into a quarterback. After week one, Alabama could be in a little bit of trouble week two against Texas. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with their quarterback. I don't expect Nick Saban to announce a quote-unquote starter this week, but uh, probably sometime next week they'll announce, all right, Milrow will go first, but both guys are expected to play. And, um, you know, the fortunate thing for LSU is that that head-to-head matchup with Alabama is the big one that will decide the West, you know, most likely – only problem for LSU is that game's in November. Alabama will most likely have their quarterback settled in by then. That's where you wish, mm-hmm. you know, if you're LSU, you wish you'd get Alabama in September and, and get them while they're uh, still trying to figure this thing out. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, LSU, you you know, and you've talked about it before here on your show that they are absolutely loaded with so many different pieces. The question is, can uh, you know, can J- Jaden Daniels take his game to the next level? And, you know, we saw a really good, safe Jaden Daniels last year, but a guy at times that didn't pull the trigger, made the safe passes, uh, avoided turnovers, avoided interceptions. And I think the message this offseason with Brian Kelly has been to uh, turn up uh, the intensity. And, hey, Jaden, those, those passes we told you not to throw last year, let's take those shots this year. Let's take those shots down the field. And if it's a turnover, so be it. But, you know, we want, it, we want those big plays. And I think LSU's got the weapons and got the talent to do it. Offensive line should be really strong. So, um, yeah, there's very, very good reason to believe in LSU. And then Tennessee in the East, obviously, they replaced Joe Milton or Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker with Joe Milton, but still a lot of pieces all around. They replaced the receivers with guys who played last year, Squirrel White, Brew McCoy, loaded receiving core. The defense is expected to be a little bit better than last year. And a team that has certainly got their one game against Georgia circled on the schedule, they get them in Knoxville. And if Tennessee can pull off the upset there, then they're in the driver's seat in the East. So that's kind of the reason why I say those two four teams are in the upper echelon, because if LSU beats Alabama and Tuscaloosa and Tennessee beats Georgia, then we'll be talking about an LSU-Tennessee SEC championship game, which I don't think a lot of people are picking. Obviously, a lot of people are going chalk with Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, about a minute left, and hot seat, Billy Napier, Florida, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. We'll see what Eli Drinkwitz does there at Missouri. Now, he did just mm-hmm. sign the number one defensive lineman uh, in next year's class, so th- yep. they may not move on from him. But Billy Napier, kind of the same thing. He's got a loaded top ten recruiting class right now for 2024, 
even if he struggles and goes six and six this year, I don't think he gets fired because they believe in what he's building for the future there. Uh, Jimbo's got to get to at least eight wins, I think. I talked with some people out there. They said seven and five ain't going to get it done. So mm-hmm. he put all his cards in on Bobby Petrino. We'll see if that's the move that pays off for him. Yeah, wish him well. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Gordy. Always a pleasure, Chris. Appreciate you and, and nothing but the best. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Ken. All right, our pleasure. Chris Gordy, outstanding sports talk host in Houston. Of course, check him out on Twitter and Locked on SEC Podcast Network. 504-260-1061 is the number to call to join in the conversation. We'll talk about the latest conference realignment situation which exists among other things as we continue following a brief timeout. Ken Trahan, all access on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at Nash FM 1061.com. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means, wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait. Unlimited first year cash back match only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 221 If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Vicks Dayquil Severe. When I get a cold, I get all the symptoms. <coughs> so I use Vicks Dayquil Severe. Just one dose starts working fast to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms. Power through with Dayquil Severe, the daytime coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. Things are looking a lot better uh, on the interstates right now. No delays on westbound Earhart Expressway from the Parish Line to Dickery, westbound I-10 downtown to Kenner. No delays in a 10-minute ride right now. Uh, southbound I-310 from I-10 to US-90. 10 minutes and again, no delays. We do have a crash on the secondaries. Elysian Fields at St. Claude going to give us a little bit of a problem. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. 
This is where you get all access, not just to focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Welcome back to the show on this Monday night. Ken Trahan with you as we continue on. And the Associated Press has named its preseason All-American team. Heisman Trophy winner Kayla Williams of USC. Ohio State receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. and Michigan running back Blake Corum among the first-team players selected to the first-team All-American squad. Notre Dame tackle Joe Alt, Miami safety Cameron Kitchens, also named preseason All-Americans to get started. Two-time defending national champion, number one ranked Georgia, with the most players on the first team with four, including tight end Brock Bowers, center Cedric Van Praan, safety Malachi Starks and linebacker Jamon Dumas-Johnson, Ohio State has three players, including Harrison, Amika Egbuka, and Tommy Eichenberg. Williams named the AP Player of the Year before he won the Heisman Trophy last year after transferring from Oklahoma to USC. The first-team offense, (coughs) other players that are notable. The guards are Cooper Beebe of Kansas State, Zach Zinter, of Michigan. I mentioned Cedric Van Praan of Georgia out of Warren Easton High School in New Orleans. The wide receivers other than Harrison, Romo Dunze of Washington, along with Ekbuka of Ohio State. Travis Hunter, Colorado, is the all-purpose player, the kicker. Joshua Carney of Stanford. The defense All-American include edge rushers Jared Verse of Florida State, Brendan Trice of Washington, and Terry Alaman, Jerzon Newton of Illinois, Dante Corleone, of Cincinnati, the linebackers, Harold Perkins of LSU. First year was great. Second year, he's the first-team All-American of the preseason. Dumas Johnson is on that team, and so is Tommy Eichenberg of Ohio State. The cornerbacks include Kool-Aid McKinstry of Alabama, Kalen King of Penn State, the safeties, Cam Kitchens of Miami, along with Starks of Georgia, defensive back Cooper Dejon of Iowa, the punter is Torrey Taylor of Iowa, that is your first team, All-American team. By the way, Malik Neighbors of LSU named a second team All-American. Makai Wingo of LSU named to the second team All-American squad as well. So the Tigers pretty well represented on this All-American team. It's an interesting bunch. Obviously, the players that are considered to be the best in the country entering the season. We shall see if, in fact, that turns out to be the case Meanwhile, Alabama, Ohio State still trying to figure out who their quarterbacks are. These are two of the contenders annually for the national championship, and both have competitions, and both have put themselves in position to try to figure out who those guys are, and they're going to have to do so in the short term. Based on the way things are right now, it is an interesting scenario, to say the least, with regard to where this stands as we speak. And, of course, everyone anticipating the start of the season. Tulane against South Alabama, LSU against Florida State. Both teams nationally ranked, both teams extremely high expectations, and both teams, of course, are in a position to really fulfill those expectations with the talent on hand. Same is true of Southeastern Louisiana, ranked 15th in the nation in the FCS preseason polls and expected to be very good again. And look for Nichols to be better this year, getting closer to where the Colonels were 
in previous years under Tim Rebo, they figure to be quite good. Southern will be very competitive in the SWAC this year as well. So again, college football season is fast approaching. Can't wait for it to happen. 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll take a time out here. Back with our final words in just a moment here on All Access on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NASHFM1061.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-736-6158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-736-6158. That's 800-736-6158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-736-6158. Again, 800-736-6158. At the UPS Store, you can ship it all. We're your bulky sports equipment shipping store. Your heavy luggage shipping store. Your fancy art shipping store. We're even your, I can't believe it's already time for back to school shipping store. So visit your neighborhood We Ship It All store for dependable UPS shipping with easy to use tracking and competitive rates. The UPS Store, be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos, and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out the best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. And now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish, or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like ArchFit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. 
For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Great to have you with us on this Monday night as we start a new week with All Access here. Ken Trahan with you. And again, it's 504-260-1061. Interesting words from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, who says he feels more change is coming with regard to college football's postseason format. But he also reiterated the SEC is not going to react to what the Big Ten or any other conference is doing. He said that and I quote, right now, you can put in bold letters that things are going to change. We're all going to have to be prepared to deal with that change, period. Of course, Sankey is one of 10 FBS commissioners who oversee the college football playoff. And although Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick is convinced the 12-team format, which Sankey helped author and is agreed upon for the 2024 season, needs to be reexamined. Per that format, the six highest-ranked conference champions by the playoff committee would make the playoff, along with the six next highest-ranked teams. The four highest-ranked conference champions would earn the top season of first-round bye. But since then, the Pac-12 has been reduced to four teams, leaving them with a very small field to have a chance to qualify based on the previous rules. The other teams have left for the Big 12, so clearly... This whole process needs to be changed and has to be reconsidered and changed. There's no question about that when you look at it. Now, the FBS commissioners will meet next week in Dallas and then again in September in Chicago. The SEC remains the only conference to have had a team in the playoff every year since its inception in the 2014 season. Sankey emphasized the SEC would have been okay had the 14 format with no automatic qualifiers remained in place but acknowledged a responsibility to be as inclusive as possible. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, which makes it even tougher in that league, which, of course, means the SEC should have the opportunity to get more than one team in, if not more than two, based on the 12-team format. It's going to be interesting to see what transpires. SEC clearly has earned the respect of the selection committee with its dominance of the playoff system and the national championship picture over years. Now, Sankey addressed whether other schools had reached out to the SEC about possible membership during the current shuffling that's taking on, and Sankey said, no, not really. I would not say that. I'm never one who that puts out there what happens or who we might or might not be hearing from, I'll answer it by saying I'm fully aware of what's happening around us. So that was a qualified maybe. 
uh, in the past, now Sankey said the SEC is always going to be willing to listen if there are schools available that created value. But he stressed that the value goes far beyond dollars and cents. So, again, you look at the scenario, you look at the landscape, you look at where the SEC is, you look at potential expansion, and realistically, the two schools that make the most sense are Clemson and Florida State. But where does that leave Miami, which is another good institution, good football school, very good baseball, good basketball? And again, that would be a third. That would be an odd number. Therefore, you might have to look at a fourth if you're playing the even number and playing that game, which I suspect would be the case. I do think the SEC will expand again at some point. I just look at the way this whole quagmire has evolved and the way things continue to change on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis, a month-to-month basis, and certainly a year-to-year basis. And I've got to believe that you're going to have further expansion forthcoming from the SEC. But I believe you're going to have further expansion coming with other conferences as well. I just think it's going to continue to grow where the power conferences are going to continue to become more powerful and the rest of the conferences that exist in the country will be the also-rans, the ones that have all the others and nothing else. I think that's ultimately where this is heading. So again, do I think the SEC will expand again in the future? Yes, I do. I fully expect... That's going to happen at some point. How much that turns out to be in terms of numbers, again, don't know. I would think two to four. Wouldn't rule anything out. be very interesting to see how the ACC progresses from here and whether they're able to keep their membership together. The salvo has been fired by ACC schools that are unhappy. Florida State has certainly expressed that. So things are going to change, as Greg Sankey suggested, and it's simply a matter of how severe the change is and when it's going to occur. You can rest assured that it's going to happen, though. That's going to do it for us tonight. We'd like to thank Chris Gordy for joining us tonight. Also, a pleasure to visit with Scott Shanley. Always great to talk to the former saint who's very analytical and does a good job in that regard in analyzing the Saints. I will be back at you on Wednesday night with all access sports talk at 6 p.m. following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher. Tomorrow night, Jude Young has the microphone for all access at 6 p.m. We hope you will tune in then. For Rudy Dixon, I'm Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us this evening and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford, and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, 
by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Count for Live, WRKN, Picayune, Mississippi, New Orleans, Accumula Station. All the music that made country great. Country great. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, America. This is Garth Brooks. Hi, this is Sugar Land. And the best of today. Hey, this is Jason Aldean. 1061.